Night Modes, Anna here. I wanted to take you on a little audio tour of my garden today. Uh, my garden is a pretty small affair in my backyard, um, consisting of probably two raised beds, um, a, long, a long bed along the fence, and a couple of pots and planters. Um, it's a small affair, but it uh, does not stop me from being um, pretty pleased with myself every year when I um, produce vegetables and fruit and flowers and feel like I have mastered agriculture. <laughs> but um, it doesn't feel that way at the beginning of the season ever because inevitably uh, my master gardening does not extend to um, ever doing anything in my garden in the winter. Um, and so every year when I get out there to start the garden, it's totally overgrown. Um, it is a mess. Um, it is full of weeds, probably some trash, um, dead, dead leaves and, um, and just uh, overgrown the stuff that has been growing hasn't been tended to so it's overgrown anyway it's a mess and it can feel pretty overwhelming at the start not only can it feel overwhelming but it feels like it condemns me um, like it cries out um, in condemnation because I know there's a ton that I could have been doing to avoid us being at this at this point but nonetheless here we are uh, but when I do come back, so when I do get started, um, one thing that just every, I feel like it never fails to, <laughs> never fails to amaze me, um, how even in these, these small plots that I have, these, these very, I mean, yeah, a couple of, of square raised beds, there are just worlds to discover. Despite my neglect, um, there are always new things growing, even the dead things that have, um, all the leaves that have, the desiccated leaves that have fallen down and piled up are sort of starting to break up and nourish the soil. There are other dead things that need to be cleared out. There's um, literal crap from the neighbor's cats uh, that have the have free, free reign um, of my garden in the winter. Um, and a lot of bugs and fungus um, for me to figure out what belongs there and what doesn't. So I think in a way we are all right now feeling like we're in a pretty small space. We're pretty limited. We are growing tired of, of being limited to these um, these four walls of our home and these maybe these four people <laughs> or one person or one cat um, or just virtual calls um, we're tired of these these limitations and we don't really see what could be going on in them and I want to suggest that maybe the small, these small spaces we're confined in and we don't really think much of right now. Um, in some way, they're like these small beds in my garden. Um, and just like these beds, 
I'm wondering if uh, there might be a world hidden in plain sight that God is inviting us in to look at, to pay attention to. Like my garden surprises me year after year with all that is bustling and teeming beneath the surface. In spite of, and maybe in some ways because of, my neglect, um, there are worlds, there are ecosystems to be seen and discovered and responded to. The worlds within our, our souls and our soul's relationship to God, the ecosystems uh, that make up the intricate webbing of our relationships, our families, our neighbors, our communities. Maybe, like my garden though, parts of this feel like they condemn you before you even begin. Beginning to take a look, to really look at the space that you've been planted in, at your world. Maybe it feels um, too messy, too overwhelming, too far gone. Maybe it feels like you failed to tend it. You could have cared better for it. But God nevertheless invites us in, into the dirt, to root around, to pay attention. It may not feel good at first. It might feel overwhelming, but we have to begin somewhere. And I think we begin by paying attention. Um, the desert fathers and mothers, our own uh, St. Moses, um, Abba Moses, was one of these desert fathers um, in the early days of the Christian church who who left cities and, um, and lives to live... Um, to live in small cells, small rooms in the desert. They knew that small spaces contained spiritual multitudes. Um, they understood this in a special way. Our own Abba Moses was once approached um, by, by a disciple of his and um, asked for advice. And he said uh, to this man, to his student, um, go back to your cell. Your cell will teach you everything you need to know. In our small spaces that we have maybe underestimated, um, we have neglected, we haven't understood, we haven't grasped, um, there are worlds of God's work to discover. In the story of God and his people, God is often trying to get us to pay attention um, and, and uses whatever he's able to get us to pay attention. He says things like, behold, see, look. He wants us to be alive to what he is doing. He knows how much he's been up to and that it has never really depended on us at all. And not depended on our winterizing our gardens properly. Um, he knows how full of possibility, full of life, uh, the world around us is. And though it does not depend on us really at all, uh, we are invited to join in. You can, see, you can see the way that God invites us in that way, is eager for our participation, is eager for us to join him. Um, in this, um, these verses from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 43, verses um, 18 and 19. This is in the New Living Translation. God says, but forget all that 
and by all that, he's referring to um, all of his work previously in, in saving and redeeming Israel. He says, forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? In another translation, it says, do you not perceive it? I will make path, a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is inviting you to get into the dirt with your eyes open to what he is doing. He wants you to be as alive with it as he is. What do you see? What does God want to show you? Are there places that need pruning where he wants to clear out dead things and make way for new life? Are there places he wants to water with you? Are there places he wants to show you he has been at work all along and he only asks you to sit back and enjoy it? Like the peonies in my garden that it turned out had been growing away amidst a jungle of weeds and I had nearly missed. In the smallness of this season, ask God to give you eyes to see and then pay attention. He will show you details you could not have imagined, intricate worlds at work beneath your nose, rivers in the wasteland, nourishment and refreshment and beauty made just for you and for your flourishing. Do you not perceive it? Let's pray. God, help me not to look away in fear, but to pay attention, to look closer. Give me eyes to see the work you are doing in the world, where you would have me join in, where you call me to let go, and where you call me to sit with you and just enjoy. Hone my eyesight in this season. Give me eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen.